this is Dr. Bernard Beldom and this is episode 4 of my podcast. Today we're going to talk about abdominoplasty and have an overview of tummy tuck surgery. What is tummy tucks? Um, is a tummy tuck right for me? Should I have liposuction instead of a tummy tuck? Who is the tummy tuck for mothers post-pregnancy and post-weight loss? Um, understanding different types of tummy tucks and understanding a bunch of medical terminology. So I'll hope you find this uh, podcast interesting. Um, just the usual industry disclaimer, individual results vary and all surgery carries risk. So let's get started. What is a tummy tuck? Well, it's pretty much just what it says. It's tummy tuck. It tucks the tummy skin. Um, so you tighten the skin, you tighten the abdominal wall, doing some liposuction on the area. So that is um, a tummy tuck. So it's pretty easy to understand that side of things. Um, also, it's referred to as an abdominoplasty, which is pretty much those two things are the same. Is a tummy tuck right for me? Now, tummy tuck is there to get rid of loose skin and saggy tissue. Now, I get a lot of questions uh, from patients saying, should I have a liposuction instead of a tummy tuck? Uh, the key thing there is that liposculpture, liposuction is there to sculpt your tissues. Um, it relies on your own skin to pull back into the new shape. So you're not going to get a good result if you have a little bit of loose skin already or if you have stretch marks or you have other issues in the tummy that you really need the tummy type for. The best candidates for liposuction are the ones that have a good tight skin. Uh, Usually not, uh, usually not pregnant, but if you've been pregnant, the skin's pulled back really well with no stretch marks. You haven't got a lot of fat to remove because it's not a weight loss surgery. Uh, it's more for sculpting. So it's more for reshaping, getting a love handle, getting a tummy, uh, saddlebags, that sort of thing. And that's really ideal for liposuction. Now, if you're having a little bit of loose skin, liposuction is not going to be for you. So tummy tucks, um tighten and get rid of the skin so certainly if you have a little bit of skin and you're considering tightening your tummy then really tummy tuck is the only option that will do that for you now who is a tummy tuck for now the most common two groups are post pregnancy and post weight loss um, and it's it's a different approach for both of those groups with their post pregnancy there it's usually separated muscles that we need to tighten uh, there's usually a little bit of excess fat that we need to do the sculpting and get your near nice shape there's certainly excess skin as well so uh, with the post weight loss there's usually very minimal fat present there's usually a lot more skin present um, the abdominal wall is usually loose but it's not really separated muscle, it's just generally loose. So you just have to, it's a different technique of tightening that abdominal wall up uh, from versus a first pregnancy one. So those are the differences. You can have a tummy tuck if you have a really bad scar or that you want to tighten and get rid of. If you want to tidy up a C-section scar, if you have overhanging skin on the C-section scar, that sort of thing, that can also really help having a tummy tuck down for those things. Now. What type of tummy tucks are there? Now, there is, well, I've done a purse of 30 plus tummy tucks. So there's a lot of different tummy tucks. I think in a few months time or a year, 
I'll probably do a pose of a hundred tummy tucks. So, uh, and then every surgeon has their own way of doing the tummy tucks. So it's probably like um, as many tummy tucks as they are surgeons. Now, to understand all the different variations, there's really three main groups of tummy tucks. So you got the standard pitango type tummy tuck. Uh, that's the one that's been done from 1967, I think it was described. Um, and then you've got the lipoabdominoplasty and you've got the basal lipoabdominoplasty. Now, the standard tummy tuck has been around again almost a decade. So, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's well described in literature. It involves cutting the tissue down the bottom, dissecting up to the ribs, pulling the skin down and tightening everything up. Drains are used and you're probably in hospital about uh, five days or seven days or something like that. Um, it's really, um, I think it's got a high seroma rate, high breakdown rate. It's the tummy tuck that I was taught about 10 years ago when I uh, started doing these operations. Um, and I was never really happy with the results I got from that uh, standard tummy tuck. And that's why I, I learned to do the lipo abdominal plasty or Avalar technique. And there's a lot of other variations of it. But um, I found that the lipo abdominal plasty make a huge difference to my results. You could scalp the tummy, you can scalp the sides, you get less breakdowns, don't need to use drains. Um, it was certainly a leap forward for me um, to see the results that I was getting. Now, the last three to four years, I've been doing the vasal lipoabdominoplasty with no drains and the tissue uh, glue um, as well. And I found that that has even improved the results further. Um, so I found that and the way I do it, I call it the sculpt tummy tuck because I'm sculpting, you know, the tissues with the vasal lipo. Um, uh, liposuction. Um, I find that the recovery is really good, uh, usually only one night in, in the hospital, no drains, fairly low complication rates, although obviously all surgery has complications. Now, that's the sort of three main groups. Now, then you have to look at these three main groups. Then you look at, okay, well, what type and then how big? Now, when I say how big, are you going to have a mini, full, extended, body lift, belt, lipectomy, you know, that sort of thing. So the mini one uh, is really lower tummy wall and you tighten the skin up. You don't move the belly button. When I do a mini, I do extensive vasal liposculpture throughout the tummy uh, abdomen um, as well. Um, the full one is repositioning belly button and treating all of the side and the front of the tummy. Um, now extended, we go further down the back, but not all the way around. And then body lift or belt lipectomy is all the way around tummy tuck. So uh, that's the sort of that's the sort of main uh, main overview of tummy tucks that we have today. I'm going to go through some terminology, so bear with me. I'm going to have a look at my piece of paper so I don't miss anything. So abdominoplasty, we've talked about, that's basically a tummy tuck, uh, tightening the tummy. Body lift is all the way around your tummy. Belt lipectomy is pretty much the same as a body lift. Uh, again, there's lots of different variations with the technique. Belt lipectomy refers to the fact that you can imagine a big belt going all the way around your tummy, um, and then we're cutting that skin out uh, and then tightening all the way around the bo uh, body. Reverse tummy tuck. So the reverse tummy tuck is the one that we actually make the cut underneath the breast and down the top, pull all the skin up. So we're tightening this upper part. Usually the cut is quite hidden in the 
underneath the breast or in the chest wall so you don't uh, once it fades it's not that obvious and sometimes you can get a really excellent results with a reverse tummy tuck umbilicoplasty now that's just basically shaping the belly button lipectomy lipectomy just means cutting skin and fat out so we use that term um, extensively like if there's excess for example on the side of the chest that's a lipectomy you can cut the skin and fat out any looseness that doesn't have a refined name so a arm lift is a lipectomy of the arm an inner thigh lift is a lipectomy of the inner thigh and in a sense a tummy tuck is a lipectomy of the tummy so that's something to keep in mind as well apronectomy so apronectomy refers to the apron apron is obviously self-explanatory it's something that hangs over your tummy a lot of post loss patients get this really um, apron looking tissue that hangs over causes a lot of discomfort and that's why we call that an apronectomy diastasis that's the diastasis is separation of the rectus abdominal muscle most commonly after pregnancy general anesthetic now general anesthetic means you're fully under you have a breathing tube and an anesthetist is looking after you in a private hospital sedation local means that you are awake so it's twilight sedation you are awake you talking to the person that may or may not be an anesthetist and you're getting sedation drugs to keep you basically calm and local anesthetic in the area um, and that's a common way of doing some operations for example upper eyelids but certainly you would never do the tummy tuck that way there's a whole terminology around liposuction so we got liposuction liposculpture vasal liposuction laser liposuction got a whole range of different terminologies usually liposuction liposculpture is used interchangeably some people refer to liposuction as bulk removal of fat with no refinement liposculpture being the more refined way of doing it but either way it's birth removal of fat birth of sculpting uh, vaser liposculpture is using the vaser which i'll go through in another video to use for the fat removal and the sculpting side of things a hernia very commonly you can get umbilical hernias after pregnancy and a hernia is an abnormal defect in the abdominal wall that allows bowel content or omentum to come through uh, in a little sac uh, and that can be repaired as part of the tummy tuck um, mesh is something that's used sometimes for uh, hernia repair it's a little plastic uh, mesh that prevents the hernia from coming back uh, you can do suture closure of um, hernias as well uh, and there's lots of pros and cons of those things that we can discuss in the consultation as well now sutures um, there's two basic types of sutures we have absorbable sutures and we have permanent sutures permanent sutures basically stay there so I've done uh, revision surgeries on some patients 10, 20 years down the line and they still have their permanent sutures there. So they definitely stay there. Absorbable sutures, they go away. And there are lots of different ways of, that they do that. They can do it by inflammatory reaction, they can do that by dissolving. Um, and then there's also the absorbable sutures have a, a, a number of days that they absorb. So we use different kind of absorbable sutures for different layers in the skin. For example, the deeper layer in the tummy tuck, we use sutures that last for about 180 days. Um, for the more superficial layers, we use the 90 day or even less um, sutures for that. In, in tummy tucks, 
always use a subcuticle, which is absorbable suture on uh, on the skin, um, because that way you don't have clips, you don't have issues with having to remove stitches. Um, clips are really bad. Clips are really, I in my view, only to be used for emergency surgeries. These are the little metal clips that some surgeons use to close the wound. They are the benefit is that they're really quick to do. So you just clip, 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 done. Uh, however, removing them is quite uncomfortable. They tend to leave little railway marks and it's, it's really cosmetically, it's um, shocking. That's what it is. It's shocking to have clips when you're trying to do a cosmetic operation. So um, clips, again, when you're doing an emergency operation, you need something to be quick and you need to save the patient's life. Then you can use clips. But in an elective surgical operation, I don't feel that that's appropriate at all. If you have questions or comments you can always question and comment down at the bottom and certainly uh, give us a call uh, send us an email if you want to um, chat with us mm-hmm.